Welcome, this is the Big Miss You podcast, and I am your host, Laura Kelly. To keep our vendors safe during the COVID-19 pandemic, the big issue is not being sold on the streets right now. Thanks to every one of you that's bought the magazine online or in the shops, we can still financially support vendors. But we know that the big issue is about a lot more than just money. That's where the Big Miss You podcast comes in. This is our way of maintaining those connections between big issue vendors and their customers. As the lockdown continues across the UK in varying degrees, most of us are missing our friends and our families. That's also true of big issue vendors and their customers, many of whom have become friends over the years. Hello, I'm Michael Costello and I sell the the issue at Canary Wharf and also feed and rescue birds there. Um, I mean, some people are under the delusion that uh, street people or homeless people are not like human beings. But uh, I hope the big issue has made some inroads into this notion. My long experience has shown me that there are homeless people of very great virtue and often uh, more so than the people who pass them in the streets looking down on them. Changing public perspectives about people who are homeless has always been at the core of what the big issue does. As Michael says, we are all human beings. I hope that what we're doing here in the Big Miss You podcast can continue to challenge preconceptions about homelessness. Our main feature today takes us to Stockbridge in Edinburgh. Local vendor Kenny has been selling the magazine there since last year. Kenny is much loved by the tight-knit community in Stockbridge. One of the community's hubs is in May Douglas's shop, The Right Stuff. Like Kenny, May is unable to do her normal job at the moment. She got in touch with us to send a message to Kenny, whose visits to her shop she has been missing. Hi, my name's Kenny. I'm a big issue vendor. Uh, my picture is Stockbridge, Edinburgh. They've all been really helpful to me in Stockbridge. They've made me one of their own, to be honest with you, uh, which is sort of strange because like, I'm just a big issue vendor, you know. Uh, but they've took, you know, they've, they've took a liking to me and, uh, and it's likewise, it's, you know, it's reciprocated. Hi, I'm May Douglas and I own and run the Right Stuff Stuff stationery shop in Raven Place in Stockbridge. We're absolutely missing them and I I think of them often. I've been in my shop every day, really, during lockdown, doing stock taking and um, I see people passing and there's there's still a lot of people in Stockbridge and and it's it's really sad not to see Kenny and his smiley face. Uh, across the road so we're really missing him and uh, keen that that as soon as he's able to get back safely that he can do so so that we can then catch up and start getting our big issue again. Kenny's journey to selling the big issue had a tragic start. He was homeless and begging in Edinburgh when he struck up a friendship with the big issue vendor who was selling the magazine nearby. Stephen and Kenny became good friends with Stephen attempting to talk his friend into also getting badged up as a vendor. Sadly, Stephen died suddenly last year. The Stockbridge community was devastated. Partly as a tribute to his friend, Kenny took over selling the big issue on Stephen's old pitch near Costa Coffee. 
I was begging in Stockbridge because obviously, as I said, I was uh, homeless. Uh, and Stephen was saying a big issue, and we were talking, and then we became friends, and we actually became really, really good friends. Good friends in the last sort of couple of months of his life. Uh, and he was at me, you know, he should get badged up, and uh, and I was sort of kind. I was thinking about it, and obviously after Stephen passed, but I was just like. Kind of fed up with me again, and when Stephen died, I was like, ah, "Well, I could really, really do with that pitch because I'm already known doing here, you know, be uh, sitting outside the shop again." Uh, so I phoned up and spoke to Dylan in the Edinburgh office, and he was like, "Oh, we're we're not sure what's happening, you know, we're not sure when we're going to reopen his pitch," uh, and I was like, "Well, whenever you do, I, I would like to get it." Uh, I know the locals down here, and I went, if I buy that, I think it's what Stephen would have wanted. Night and day, you know, uh, they sitting down and begging to sell in the big issue, because I'm actually selling a product, you know. Uh, and it, it, it is, it's night and day, the difference. I kind of got to know um, Stephen first, his predecessor, and started buying the big issue regularly, and then... Um, when Stephen Bay Father Guide, Kenny, appeared in the shop and I knew um, that he had been begging up at uh, Sainsbury's further up the road and he said he'd just recently made friends with Stephen and he was, you know, he actually was the one that came in to tell me that Stephen had died and um, we got chatting a bit and he wanted to do something and, and have a bit of a collection for Stephen and then very shortly afterwards, he very proudly came into the shop and said, I've got Stephen's pitch. The big issue I've said I can start selling and uh, take over the pitch at Costa, which I was thrilled about for him. And Kenny was also clearly delighted to make that move from uh, sitting on the street begging and actually selling the big issue and earning his own keep. So um, I saw big changes in him. You know, just after he started selling, he got his hair cut and, and was really, you know, tidied up and freshened up and, and uh, made a, a great impression. Um, he's quite a quiet soul, I think, fairly shy. He's certainly not as outgoing as his predecessor and, and so I'm sure finds it a little bit harder to engage with people on the street. But um, he comes into my shop now every week with the big issue for me so I don't even have to go looking for him. He, he brings in my copy and I, he's always cheery and uh, gives a smile and passes the time of day with me, which is lovely. I would say the big issue seller in, in our community is very much part of the community. Kenny told me that part of the reason he might come across as quiet sometimes is that he's been dealing with a lot of anxiety related to the issues he's had around addiction. As he's going through his recovery, he's also rebuilding his confidence. Eventually, he hopes to use his experiences to help others who are facing the same problems. I've, I've battled drug addiction for the last 15 years, uh, and, I, and I'm a strong believer in it now that uh, one addict helping another addict is without parallel, you know, because I, I think you can academically do the 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 work the work to become a drug counsellor or a peer support worker, but if you've not actually lived the life, a drug addict's not going to listen to you. You know, in, in my experience, I mean, it's 
it wasn't until I actually spoke to another addict who was a social, a criminal justice social worker that I started to sort of, you know, listen and it changed my perception on things quite a bit. You know, and, and I'm grateful to the big issue because it, it's gave me an opportunity to earn extra money, get to work on my social skills because, I mean, I used to be a really sociable person. Uh, obviously, the drugs and stuff have uh, crippled, crippled me with anxiety. Uh, I'm starting, as I'm getting cleaner and, and recovery, I'm starting to get a lot of my old thought process back. Uh, and it's, it's sort of strange, you know, because it's things that I wasn't feeling before. I'm starting to feel again. It's exciting, but it's scary as well. For someone in recovery, lockdown obviously brings its own challenges. Limiting access to the usual support networks and bringing with it isolation and boredom. Kenny has found support from online Narcotics Anonymous meetings, which he says are really useful. But for personal relationships like many of us, he's finding that video calls are a poor substitute for seeing the ones he loves. Well, it's been it's been sort of up and down, some uh, good days, some bad ones, but overall I've been all right. And I mean, I'm new in recovery. It's only been sort of... I, I, I was on the streets for about a year. Uh, and then I got into Dunedin Hostel gone to a methadone programme uh, in April last year, but it was I was never going to be on it long term. Uh, started doing the big issue, and then in January, uh, I started attending NA meetings uh, and enjoyed it, so started reducing all my methadone prescription. And now I was up at 80 mil at the start of January, and I'm now doing 35, which is... You know, I'm over halfway on my, on my way coming off it. And then he has helped me with that. And obviously with the lockdown, the meetings have been cancelled and stuff like that. But luckily, we have a phone and internet connection. I've been I've been able to still do meetings in the comfort of my own flat, <laughs> which has been good. Yeah, Zoom meetings, it's been a, a, sort of a lifesaver in a way for, you know, if I, if I feel I've got the, if it's hard, I've got an urge to use or whatever, I can just go on to Zoom and the chances are I'll get onto a meeting because the meetings are every hour, every day, you know. So it's it's been handy, you know, it's 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 a, it's a good tool and it's been a necessary tool for me to have not relapsed in this time. Uh, but obviously the isolation side, it's not really a good thing, not seeing... Uh, my mum and my son and stuff like that because my mum's uh, shielding because she's got COPD and uh, just communi- communicating with her and my son by phone and uh, video calling my son so we can sort of have face to face you know sort of see each other's faces when we're speaking to each other uh, but obviously it's what it is and we've just got to get on with it you know as best as we can uh, and know that it will pass eventually. Looking ahead to the post-COVID future, there are three things that Kenny can't wait for. Family, his recovery network, and his big issue customers. 
first and the biggest thing, first and foremost, uh, again, is going to see my mum and my wee boy. Uh, second thing, and then Amy and <laughs> then obviously down to my my pitch. <laughs> he wanted to leave us with a message to everyone that usually buys a magazine from him in Stockbridge. Uh, I hope all of you are okay, uh, and I'll see you all when this is over. Thank you to our guests on this edition of the Big Miss You podcast. And thank you for joining us on our audio trip to Edinburgh. If you'd like to find out more about how to support The Big Issue or how you can send a message to your local vendor, go to bigissue.com forward slash podcast for more information. We'd love to hear from you and I'd love to speak to more of you right here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe to stay up to date with our digital street corner. And if you're listening on Apple, you can really help us to get heard by leaving a positive star rating or a review. Big Miss You podcast is produced by Laura Kelly for The Big Issue UK with additional reporting by Liam Garrity.